Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. And this week we have one of my favorite kind of shows when I talk to another trendmeister, somebody who is looking at a variety of technology trends all the time and um, figuring out ways to curate it at the smartest level. And so this week we have the fabulous Charles Warner, who's CEO of Innovative Properties Worldwide, which is a marketing agency and publishing company. And they put together the award-winning publication, Innovation and Tech Today. So let's have a big Tech Cat welcome for Charles Warner. Uh, thank you. You're <laughs> the studio audience goes wild. <laughs> so, so Charles, you have a, an interesting background. So before we jump into innovation and tech today, which, as I mentioned, is a publication that is really focused on reporting on a lot of what we talk about on the show. So I'm really excited to hear, to talk to you about what you see are, are some really important tech trends. But give us a sense of your background and, and how you, you ended up as editor-in-chief. Yeah, uh, thanks. So I started out um, probably like about 1999, right before Y2K, uh, and I was uh, working for a company selling advertising in publications for real um, high-profile events. So like, um, you know, like the bowl games, PGA, you know, Super Bowl, NASCAR, all that stuff. I kind of got to learn about advertising, events, sponsorships, and of course, you know, putting out real high-quality publications. Um, and then eventually, you know, we left, we started our own thing and we were in sports for a long time. Um, and, you know, did again, real high end commemorative type publications were responsible for, you know, the publishing, the design, the layout, um, the events handled the distribution, but, um, you know, we, we, we had a really nice run and then the economy kind of, uh, you know, took a turn. Uh, we were down there in Florida where it, um, you know, really got hit hard about, uh, what was that? Like 2008, 2009 or something like that. So um, we kind of, you know, we took a break and uh, I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm not doing publishing anymore. And uh, then, you know, every time I try to get out, it pulls me back in. (laughs) So we got, uh, you know, we got this idea about doing a, um, just a commemorative, you know, a a one-off publication to kind of celebrate tech and innovation. And it was, it was sort of around uh, Steve Jobs and the contributions he had made, you know, because the stuff that he did before he passed away was, um, you know, it was, it had cross-sector applicability, things like apps and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the, the cell phones and, and everything like that. So we did the publication and we were done. And then we were like, what do we do now? Um, and then that's when uh, innovation and tech today was, was kind of born. And um, I had already experienced, you know, being in the industry, kind of all the different facets of, publications. So everything from, you know, acquiring the advertising and sponsorships to the actual, you know, design layout and, and uh, um, you know, actual publishing of these, uh, these print publications. So we, we ended up leaving sports and got into tech and uh, it feels like it's a really good place to be right now. Uh, so how, how long has it been since you've been working on this? Uh, we launched, um, we launched Innovation Tech Today or did that commemorative publication. I guess it would be about six years now. Wow! 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 So, so I bet I bet a lot a, a lot of things have changed. Well, tell us more about the publication so that we can um, 
we can really uh, understand the role it, it's playing. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of took my, well, we have an idea here. It's kind of a new concept that we're trying to teach people, and it's called new print. You know, you hear all the time that print is dead. Well, we don't think print's dead. We think that it has kind of evolved. And um, we find that print works better when it's not thrown into the garbage can. So from an advertising perspective, we made publications, and this publication in particular, coffee table quality, really expensive, you know, $10 cover price. And we think that that makes it, you know, uh, stick around for a while. So we didn't want, you know, if you've ever subscribed to a weekly uh, publication, you know, they keep coming and they they stack up and it's like a homework assignment. And you're like, oh man, I'm four issues behind. And, you know, it's stressful too. It becomes stressful. Yeah. You just throw them away because you're like, okay, I'm caught up. And then, you know, you go to the mailbox and another one comes. Well, we fixed that. We come up with one $10 magazine called Innovation and Tech Today, and you're good for three months, you know, and it's got a little bit in there about, you know, cybersecurity or blockchain or gaming, and you're good with one $10 magazine. And so we thought that we could kind of inspire and inform uh, and just put out, you know, a real high quality publication um, that's, that's all about innovation and tech. God, I like the disrupting of the disrupting of the disruption mentality. <laughs> uh, and how do you determine, you know, because things are moving so fast, people are shy about print again because they're worried mm-hmm. that anything they put down in print is going to not mean anything in a week later, and especially when it comes to how fast tech is moving. So what's your, your strategy around that? You know, that's, that's a good question because um, I think that if people want to get their instant news, they're doing it online. You know, if you want to check out the score of your favorite team, um, you just pop onto, you know, ESPN or, you, you know, you pop online and you see that, right? That's the kind of stuff that, you know, is old news a week later. We can cover topics in, in our publication um, that are kind of evergreen. Uh, you know, so to speak, like the kind of content that can, you know, it can be out there for a little bit and it's still, it's still relevant, you know, so we try to cover stories that are, if there's something that's real breaking or, you know, happening fast, then we can do it online, of course, you know, cover it in, uh, you know, podcasts or or some type of format like that. But um, the magazine is meant to stick around for a little while and, um, you know, get get lots of eyeballs in it because it, um, you know, it's, it's still relevant. Yeah, it's funny that you said that. So someone asked me, because I'm putting together um, all, a lot of the interviews that I've done over the last, um, like, you know, three to four years, and they're all on a lot of the topics that you cover. And someone said, well, how is it going to be relevant? Because the minute I publish it. But the truth is that if you really think about it, even though blockchain is moving fast and so is crypto and all mm-hmm. that, and there's a lot of changes in the details there's the concepts and the bigger ideas that are important to get out to people don't really change that fast. Yeah, and or, or the conversation kind of evolves, and it's interesting to go back. Um, you know, if you remember, like about a year ago, everybody was going bananas for Bitcoin. It was up to it was up to like eighteen. I think it was like eighteen thousand dollars a Bitcoin or something like that, and people were jumping in because they heard it was going to go to, you know, two hundred thousand, and so people were putting their like kids college savings, you know, into Bitcoin and stuff like that. I mean, we did a story, uh, I think, in our 2014 issue talking about Bitcoin. So if people had gone out and bought some Bitcoin at that point when we did the article, and that's why it's cool to go back, you know, and, and kind of take a look. Um, I think the price of Bitcoin was, 
think it was like 700 bucks a Bitcoin or something like that. Yeah, crazy, so right? Even yeah. though, yeah, even though the technology changes and even that, it's still cool to go back and say, you know, hey, with print, you've got something tangible. It doesn't go away. And we were talking about this stuff. You know, if you were reading it, you, <laughs> you might be a millionaire right now. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I have friends that are are have been on both sides of it. Um, so, so I totally get it. Now, do you do you structure it in in a certain way where you're trying to cover, you know, a number of different trends, or or is it really, you know, whatever's going on? Are you more spontaneous than that? I mean, obviously, you're a publisher, so you have it's operationalized. But is there a strategy around what technology you talk about? Yeah, so I think it's kind of a balance. You know, it's sort of like uh, it's sort of like laying out a, br- a blueprint. You know, like um, okay, so in the beginning of the publication, um, you know, we'll kind of just take a look back at some of the big events. You know, things like that. Then we roll right into our uh, quick bites, which are just little interesting tech stories. You know, things that are easily shareable, interesting. We just kind of ease them into the publication, and then we go into some of like our uh, you know our recurring columns, like we do women in tech. We think that's really important. Um, you know, we've got a social impact spotlight, um, and then we kind of we kind of flow into our departments. I feel like I'm like I'm a orchestra, I'm, I'm an orchestrator here. You know, like we're we're running a symphony of a publication, but it really is. It's kind of a work of art, and then we flow into our departments like connected car, gaming and entertainment. You know, sustainability like that. Um, and then we always finish it with a little bit of humor. So we have the lighter side and, uh, you know, in between there, we've got lots of, lots of entertainment stories. You know, everybody loves movies and gaming and things like that. So we don't make it boring. Like we have that kind of celebrity cross crossover angle and we tap in and get really, really great interviews. And we think that we just throw it together in a nice mix to where when people read it, they feel like, wow, there was some real love put into this, you know, magazine. And thank goodness it's only every quarter because I, I don't know how the heck you do a, a weekly or a monthly. Um, but yeah, we, we try to just fit it all in there. And then of course, if new stuff comes in or it's breaking or it's, you know, better than what we've got in there, it's kind of a competition for the space in the print magazine. Uh, I, I love I love that strategy. And you mentioned that you have podcasts and other things. So is it is it really important these days to now that you've again, come up with this new print model. Is it important to have digital outreach and other channels to, to support what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, it's probably, you know, there's, there's a romanticism with print. There's uh, old things are new, you know, like a vinyl is back. And, uh, you know, like I think that in this digital age where everything is online, um, there's some kind of a, a relevance with having something print, but it can't just be that. You can't reach enough people. Um, you can't get it. You know, trends are what they are and where people are going and where they're consuming their media and stuff like that. It's all, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's voice or it's, um, you know, online. So we definitely feel like we've got to be out there in a multimedia fashion. We just feel like our kind of our crown jewel is the, uh, you know, the $10 magazine. Right, and and then you use the other, you know, it's sort of like a like almost like um, a franchise. Um, we're going to take a, a quick break, but when we come back, maybe Charles, you can share with us just from where you sit. What are some of the top trends in tech that are percolating right now? And then what what do you, what do you think is most important? Like what's going to impact the consumer? And then what should business folks be concerned about? And you know, what do we really think is is um, is going to we're going to be seeing in the next five years? 
Um, you know, because you, you must know everything. I can't wait to hear about what your house is like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you've raised the bar high. No, no, I, I look forward to it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> All right. We're going to be back on the Tech Cat Show in a minute. We're talking to Charles Warner, who is the CEO of Innovative Properties Worldwide. And they are the publishers of the award-winning new print uh, magazine, Innovation and Tech Today. So we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back talking to Charles Warner. Um, Charles is the editor-in-chief of the award-winning publication Innovation and in Tech Today, and we just got his perspective on why, why, what's the reason for doing a print magazine at a time when everyone says to go digital, but he's having great success in creating a new model around that. And Charles, since you're swimming um, in technology and tech trends, I would love to get your perspective on what you think are some of the hot trends right now and what we should be paying t- attention to both as consumers and as business professionals. You know, we've been talking a lot in the last um, year about immersive content solutions, you know, AR and VR. We've been talking a lot about blockchain, about IoT, and about artificial intelligence. Those seem to be the things that have preoccupying um, a lot of the swirl um, in my world. But I'd love to hear, you know, what are some of the things that are are occupying you guys? Yeah, um, I think that, I mean, first of all, you kind of gave me a good idea there. Um, talking about how, you know, um, you know, talking about a publication and print, things like that. Like, and I don't know if you know or not, but Netflix is launching a print magazine. No, I mean, they have a radio station on, um, on, Sir- on XM, 
which I was uh-huh. amused by. And I was like, it's like the neck, the top Netflix comedy radio station. And I was like, well, that's an interesting, you know, <laughs> franchisee spinoff there. So they're doing a magazine. Yeah, they're doing a print magazine. It's quarterly. Um, and it's because they have so many great shows out there. They want to be able to elevate their position with the people that vote at the award shows. So they want to have a, a real high end, again, kind of this new print strategy where it doesn't get thrown away, um, where people can take it home with them and, and they can look through and it will kind of raise the stature of, uh, you know, Netflix shows so that they can win some awards because, you know, everything's, you know, all changing now as far as, um, you know, where people consume their media and they want to be taken real. So it's funny that the tech company like Netflix, you know, went back to uh, to their old bag of tricks to do a print magazine. And also, you know, Airbnb has a magazine. Uber has a print magazine. So it's just kind of interesting that, uh, you know, as we're talking about trends and, and things like that, a lot of these tech companies, really smart companies are doing print magazines. So I, I love this as as um, a trend uh, a trendmeister. Um, how are they distributing it? Like, how would a Netflix distribute it? Well, they they um, they have like events, and those are you know where people will grab the magazine and take it home. And it's and I'm assuming that it's the you know the people that vote for the awards. So there's probably a big group of those people, kind of the movers and shakers. Um, and uh, as far as you know, like uh, Uber and stuff like that, it, you know, it goes out to all their drivers. So it becomes a you know they've got built-in distribution there. Wow. So they just they just um, you know maybe it's it's sitting in the driver's car and then they they send it to whoever. I mean, yeah, uh, give, give it to yeah, I, magazines. What they what they have and what they still have going for them. And by the way, niche magazines. Um, you know, they're doing better than ever. There's lots of new niche magazines that are being you know, um, uh, being launched every day. Um, you hear about this all the time about, you know, print and stuff like that. I think it's more of, you know, like we were saying earlier, your news, the instant stuff, the, um, you know, those types of publications. But niche is doing great. And in fact, what's ironic, a lot of the big guys are now copying what the niche publishers have done as far as building that direct emotional connection with their audience. And uh, I think that's what, the, you know, these, these big guys are doing um, is trying to build a you know an emotional connection with their audience through an affinity type publication. Wow, that uh, that's that's a crazy mind blow, yeah. um, and it, it makes sense too. It's not like it doesn't make sense, but I just never really thought about it before. Um, what about um, what about some of these other technologies? Like um, you know, speaking of of Netflix, how people are consuming content and what's happening with entertainment and video and all of those things. Um, I'm sure you guys must report on immersive content a lot. Do you have any thoughts about the state of VR and AR and sort of that spectrum of content? Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's going to start becoming a lot more, um, you know, once they figure out how to do it, the VR and the AR is going to be a lot more, um, you know, into the technology and how we consume things. I can tell you this, you know, one of the big things from CES and one of the things that we're noticing uh, the, the, the space to be right now is voice. You know, it's voice technology. We're going we're gonna to reach a point to where holding our phone and pushing buttons is going to seem so old school and so archaic because everything's going to be voice. And you'll be able to just say what you want, say what channel you want, you know, uh, how, how you want your lights on or off, and everything's going to be voice. And so right now there's, of course, that big um, fight to control the share, which Amazon really is crushing everybody in the voice space. But, you know, the voice and then the smart home tech all coming together, which, of course, does include, 
how you're consuming, you know, your media. And, you know, it's not just cable anymore. Now it's, you know, all kinds of these standalones. I mean, you've got Disney, right, which is has pulled their content out and they're going to launch their own thing. So, um, yeah, the, the, how we consume our media is going to be different. But I definitely think that voice, voice-controlled, voice-activated, voice-integrated, you know, home entertainment and smart home tech, that is not going anywhere. That's, that's pretty big. Um, I, I think also the, um, you know, the idea that, that, that just the way that you described it, that all of these things are starting to come together like it used to be, because we have this big play at CES where we give the executive show floors under my company's banner, StoryTech. And one of the things we've noticed over the last few years is, you know, it used to be you talked about IoT over there and AI over there. Um, and voice and all of that. Now it's all kind of rolling together so that it's not like a singular technology, but it's more of like an approach to life. You know, are you guys reporting on that as well? Is it getting harder to isolate a topic of tech because it all spills? Yeah, I think that you're exactly right. Like, you know, uh, CES, and I'm sure you've probably been going there forever, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, CES has grown it's crazy big. It's bigger than ever. I think like a year ago, it was something like, you know, 2.4 million square feet of, you know, exhibit space, which is just ridiculous. Um, but what you're starting to see right now is that companies like Procter & Gamble are, are showing up and doing big, uh, you know, big, big displays and, and big keynotes and stuff like that at, um, at CES. Carnival Cruise Lines, right? Like you wouldn't think of Carnival necessarily as tech. But just like you said earlier, it's all blending together. And these big companies know that tech isn't just like part of the company down the hall to the right, you know, like, oh, those are the tech people and stuff. Tech is embedded and innovation is embedded into all of these uh, companies, you know, and, and they have to they have to embrace it or else they're, you know, they're going to get left behind. Yeah, it's a, it's, that's, that's another another really good, good um, point on all of this, um, you know, is is. This is a piece of advice that I give to, to most of my clients who say, to your point about AR and VR, the challenge with VR is the distribution of the technology is too, isn't there yet, and it's very expensive. AR, there's yeah. a lot more happening in enterprise, so um, that, that, that's exciting, and it's also a cheaper, you know, you have your mobile phone. Um, but all of this, anybody who is, is in the content game or storytelling game or has to communicate something to an audience of any kind, whether it's a consumer or an entertainment thing or whatever, but you have to get your fingers wet. You have to like get in the game somehow, right? So you have to yeah, know yeah. about the stuff and be playing with it. Is that, is that a, something that you guys advise? Are you advising people about how to move forward or is it more of just general education? No, no, that's it. Like, we're a tech magazine for people that are like, I'm not into tech. You know, it's like, well, yes, you are. You know, maybe you just don't know it. Um, and, and so we try to make it easily digestible. I think that uh, a lot of people, they're, uh, they're scared of tech or they're intimidated. You know, it's, it's something that's new. So we want to make it easily digestible and uh, give them a you know, nice little cross-section of, of content so that, you know, it, anybody can have it. But I think that the thing with AR and... Uh, you know, VR, and even if you think about it, like 3D TVs, right? Like 3D TVs came out a few years ago. And uh, they were like, oh, it's going to be the big rave. You know, 3D TVs, you could do it. I think that AR, VR, and the 3D experience is still too gimmicky. You know what I mean? Like, 
you're not feeling like, like when you see something like that, you're like, wow, this is really cool, you know, and you look through your glasses or you, you know, you, you pull out the app on your phone and you see that augmented reality and, and it's cool. But how long are you doing it for? Or how long is it, you know, really taking place? I think that it's got to be more, um, you know, more, integ- more integrated and more expected before it's going to fully take off. Yeah, that's a that's a good point too. I, I'm seeing. I just came from a variety of business enterprise shows, and uh, a lot of what I was doing there was curating tech topics there. And IoT and AR are huge in manufacturing and real estate, uh-huh. and in some other businesses. And it's so interesting to see how far they are in the space right now. Like they're really far in doing really interesting things and applying those technologies to um, help make the business, you know, move faster and transform businesses, you know, um, and oh, yeah. I was blown away by how, how far ahead they are. Do you, do you talk about enterprise as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, again, we kind of buck all the trends. We're, uh, um, you know, a B2B publication um, with that also kind of skews towards the, the high end consumers. So we're like a hybrid um, and yeah, we have to have these conversations, you know, the same conversations that, that they're having at the trade shows where these thought leaders are speaking and the expos and the conferences. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's happening so fast behind the scenes and it's so integrated into what they're doing that it's really hard to keep up with. So what is happening so fast? It is really happening fast. That's why I never sleep. And I don't know about you if you sleep, but... <laughs> But what? So speaking of speaking of sleep, um, Charles and uh, I always like to get a little personal on these shows. But so, what does your house look like? Because I think the ultimate, uh, you know, the ultimate sort of, um, uh, I guess, um, blessing of a technology is if you adopt it in your in your own home. Or are you right. someone like me that just gets anything new that comes out if it's interesting, just to play with it, even though you know you know, it's probably too expensive and you're not really going to leverage it all the time, but you just want to have it to, to, to understand yeah. it. We're, we're fortunate because we get a lot of stuff sent to us and they want us to, you know, check it out and try it out. And then, of course, we do. I'm going to pretend you know, I'm a magazine videos. so that happens to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I can't get out of the industry. I get so much free stuff. Like I can never leave. Um, but no, uh, it is. It is like that because we have so much stuff coming through um, that you kind of pick your spots. So in my house, and it's not, you know, like the Jetsons or anything like that. Um, although I do have one of those little little vacuums that goes around and, you know, kind of cleans up. And that, that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, you know what I like is, of course, voice. So Alexa's right there, you know, in, in the middle of my, you know, my front room. And, of course, my daughter loves to talk to Alexa and ask it to, you know, tell jokes and things like that. So we definitely have the Alexa. Um, I also have a smart bed. You, uh, you oh, said, wow. hey, you know, we're going to get a little personal and, uh, and find out what, you, what you're working with there. Um, the smart beds are, are really cool now. Like, they're super comfortable. And, in fact, I, I've got one. It's, uh, it's by Reverie. And there, there's a ton of them out there. But this one's really cool because you can, um, again, it's integrated with the, the Google the Google voice, I think. And so you can just, you can tell it what you want or to raise up or, you know, everything like that. And um, so a, a smart bed is, is really awesome. Cause I think, you know, we spend a third of our lives sleeping. Um, you might as well have some, some tech in that area. And also of course, you know, you've got to, you got to have a good system for gaming and, you know, uh, watching Netflix and things like that. You know, I'm still, 
I'm still one of those people that likes to have an immersive experience when you're watching your movies or playing your games, having some, you know, some good speakers and some things like that. I think that's important. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I've got like a smart watch. Um, I've got a drone that I really like. And so I kind of pick my spots when it comes to tech. Um, but, but yeah, some of it, you know, it'd be hard to imagine, you know, my life without it. Yeah, it's funny too. I can't imagine it. I mean, when when the one thing I'll say about all this, and you've probably experienced this too, is that when when um, electrical goes down, or your network goes down, nothing works. Yeah, you know, nothing. Like, so, what do so we do? right. So, the what do we do? Do you do, do you ever do? talk about that? You know, what like um, what happens when when things go wrong or when things go down? How do you move through this stuff? We have, and one of the areas too that's going to become really big, and is is becoming big, is um, you know, is is cybersecurity. And now with all these connected devices, you know, they can they can find ways to get in, and so there's more instances of you know not just your internet going down, but like your whole identity could go down. Your you know your information can be on you know the dark web, and so um, when the whole office when the internet goes down, everybody's like, oh, what do we do? This is crazy. It's like. Well, you, you pick up your phone and, you, you know, you do stuff old school. But when your identity, you know, or your, your information is compromised or you've been attacked in like a phishing scheme, you know, or some kind of ransomware, that's when it gets really serious. And there are businesses out there that have been hit by, you know, ransomware. Um, and if they don't, you know, pay the money in Bitcoin, um, then they, they zap all of their, their records, and their information. And these are like hospitals and stuff like that. So... Um, yeah, it's important that we're able to, to protect ourselves. And, you know, also, I guess privacy is a big issue, too, because you're starting to hear more and more about that with our, with our data being sold. Right. The data part is the data being sold part is really a, a really a really good point. Um, we're gonna have to take another break. But um, if you were to look into your crystal ball, what do you think is going to you know, be the hot tech trends at CES this year? You know, is there going to, is it going to be a big move forward on something or incremental from, from last year where really Alexa was kind of the star last year. So was Google home um, and AI, a lot of talk about 5g and AI, but what do you, what do you think this year is going to bring? I, I, I think that um, I, I don't think esports are going away. Um, I think that that's, that's going to get, you know, it's just going to get bigger and bigger. And then this, this might seem surprising, but um, I think you're going to see more and more uh, with regard to sustainability. I think that tech companies and, and everybody is realizing that sustainability is really important because things are changing so fast um, that uh, sustainability is now strategic. And you're starting to see more and more of these companies, you know, again, like, you know, Procter & Gamble, these big guys, um, at these tech shows and tech companies themselves figuring out how to incorporate sustainability. So it's not just a good thing to do or the right thing to do, um, but it's bottom line oriented. That's a really um, a good point because we have seen a lot of uh, sustainability stuff. All right, we're going to take our break. Um, and when we come back, um, I want to dig into a little bit where where you see innovation and, and tech today going, and then maybe about some of the people that are publishing out there that are influencing you, Charles, since you see everything all the time. So we're going to be back in a moment on the Tech Catch Show. Voice 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back, and we're talking to Charles Warner, who is the CEO of Innovative Properties Worldwide, and they um, produce a ton of um, a ton of official publications for a variety of topics, one of them being innovation and tech today. And so we were talking about a variety of the different tech trends bubbling up. So Charles, where do you see innovation and tech today going? I mean, obviously it's growing. Um, what what are some of the things that we can expect um, from the magazine in the next year? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, we are, you know, we're obviously still going to have our our publication out there, you know, your newsstands and, um, you know, for subscribers. And we do distribute on site at a lot of events where we're partnered. But I think growing that digital footprint is really important um, and finding creative and unique ways to make our content available to people that um, that want it. So, you know, more and more, um, there's a lot of digital newsstands out there like Magster, Issue, Zinio, the Kindle, you know, a lot of people like to read their magazines that way. So we make sure that we're available through all those and what's nice is you get some real chunky numbers, you know, that uh, advertisers value because um, it's, you know, it's a little harder to track with print. Um, but I think that we'll continue to build out, you know, the digital footprint and try to make the content available, um, you know, still putting out great content and stuff, but making it available to as many people as possible. And, um, you know, just, just trying to continue to always, always bring value to the audience. Um, I think that's um, a great point. I mean, ultimately, we we all want to try and bring value. <laughs> that's a really political um, answer, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but it's a good one because I know you can't really give away all all the secrets. But um, who who influences you? I mean, are there people that you're either following on Twitter or other magazines or content creators out there that inspire you and you know help you drive maybe new formats or new ideas into what you're doing? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I'm one of those people that grew up on, you know, magazines and media, and I couldn't eat the bre- I couldn't eat my morning breakfast without the sports page, you know, and the box score, um, you know, and then I subscribed to magazines and had, you know, Sports Illustrated, and uh, you know, I, those iconic brands to me are what what made the magazine reading experience so good. Um, but I think that what's happening now. And it's interesting is, you know, like I mentioned earlier, that niche publications are really doing, really, really doing a great job of, you know, connecting with the audience and staying relevant and doing really good. So I like to see what they're doing. There's a, there's a conference that's called the niche, you know, conference where I kind of got in and you get to, you get to meet all these different publishers and learn different ideas and strategies. And I think that's important because, um, you know, success leaves clues. And when you're around other publishers and you're around, you know, other smart people, you can't help but pick up some good ideas. So um, it's about a love of the content, but also, you know, being smart and being strategic about it because, um, you know, times are tough in, in the media world. You see a lot of, you know, layoffs and, you know, consolidations and brands being bought and sold and stuff. So we're just trying to stay ahead of the curve and, you know, do what smart people <laughs> are doing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, do you follow, like, I'm someone that, um, you know, like, I'll go through a phase where I read a lot of Twitter, and I follow certain people on Twitter, and then I'll do the same thing with Instagram, or with Facebook, or with LinkedIn. I mean, there's certainly not enough time in the day to keep up with all of this stuff, but that's how I find out stuff. And then I go to a lot of shows to your point. I go to a lot of shows. Um, So is that part of your daily day to, to be somebody that, um, you know, takes in all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Twitter's great, you know, because you can really like interact with the people that are out there. I really like Digiday. Um, you know, those guys are those guys are awesome, and they seem to be kind of on the um, the cutting edge with all the news that's happening there. But you know, the same thing too on social media, like like National Geographic. I, I think they're like maybe the most iconic, you know, brand in in social media, and and they're just. They're just incredible, you know, with how they do what they do and, and everything like that. I really am inspired by them. You know, how good they do, not just in a magazine, but their content, you know, their documentaries and everything like that. So, yeah, I, I, I think social media is a great way just to kind of keep up with what's going on. And then you can even, you know, interact with people, ask them a question, you know, follow them, see what's going on. But, yeah, definitely, a, um, you know, a good way to just keep your finger on the pulse. Sorry, my doorbell was going off and I was trying to block human beings from our interview. <laughs> Is that a ring doorbell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> smart doorbell? Well, uh, we got a shameless plug? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well um, it's, not, it's not a ring doorbell. It's a regular doorbell. But, um, but we, um, you know, I, I, I definitely think that, it, you know, integrating um, – integrating all of these influencers is a really important part, you know, of, of keeping ahead. Right. Um, and, and just making sure that the, the influx of new information comes in and then you kind of mix it in with your editorial, um, as, as it stands. Right. Well, yeah. And, and how about this? Like, this is kind of a crazy little trend that's happening right now. Um, there are brands out there, tech brands that are buying media, so, like, you can take, like, a company like, you know, Aero Electronics, and they're, they're a, you know, billion-dollar company in Colorado. They went and bought the, uh, the media that covers the electronic D2D side. I think it's United Tech Publications or UBM. Like, they went out and just bought the, the same publications they were paying to advertise in. And, you know, the funny thing is, they're making money off of it. Wow, wow. 
Isn't that crazy? So that's a, that's a trend you have to pay attention to, too, huh? Uh-huh. I like mean, what? you know, Jeff, Jeff Bezos bought the, the Washington Post, and you've seen some other newspapers that have been, you know, purchased, and you're like, wait a minute, why are they buying a newspaper? These are smart tech people, you know, but it just goes to show the sort of consolidation of media and the realization that even these big tech companies are going to need to have some type of a, you know, media uh, presence, if you will. Yeah, it's so interesting because Fox um, obviously is, you know, an example of this by buying all the local networks, <laughs> you right. know, I mean, I mean, it's not a new strategy to, to, uh, own the newspaper. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's interesting. It kind of goes backward. It's going backwards to your point, like how print is, is big again. It's kind of going backwards where, um, you know, companies that moved away from publishing are now going back to publishing just to have that, that voice. Yeah. What's old is new, you know. But it's kind of like retro, you know. Again, like the vinyl. Like you go into uh, a yeah, that's a really good point too. <laughs> yeah, there's records everywhere. You're like, did I just get in a hot tub time machine? What is going on here? It's uh, it's funny. Barnes and Noble, they they have less and less shelf space for books and magazines, and uh, they're selling more tech. What do you think um, is something that is going to keep people up at night when it comes to all of this new tech? Because I, I hear from a lot of my friends about how worried they are about artificial intelligence and the ethics wrapped around it, or um, you know, Alexa is listening to them, or um, they're they're too overwhelmed by you know all the Internet of Things technology to bring it into their home. I mean, does the magazine have a very sort of pro go for it kind of um, voice or are you more like try this, but don't try that? No, we try to give our people, you know, real, real good stuff. Like we're not just pushing one agenda or whatever, you know, we're like, Hey, tech is great. Check it out. This is cool. But you know, be careful, watch for this, you know, know about this because uh, um, you're going to start seeing more and more where you find out about these, these tech companies are so big and they control so much um, and then you find out some things going on behind the scenes that, that could be a little scary, you know, like we talked about earlier, data, you know, privacy, you know, things like that. But they say data is the new oil. So um, these tech companies are really poised to to strike it rich and, you know, hit hit the big one because they've got all the data. Right. And, and, and we're seeing regulations and Congress, I guess, try to pay more attention to this. Well, who, whose responsibility do you think it is, you know, and you're sitting at the center of this storm right now to, to protect the consumer in all of this? You know, like, again, so many of my colleagues don't change the default settings of the devices they bring in their home. So they're going to be more susceptible to being hacked. Um, but they don't want to give up the personalization either. And personalization is the door to getting hacked in so many ways. So, so what, what do you, what's your, your personal feelings about that? You know, do you think everybody should, you know, change every setting or are you, you know, where do you, where do you sit in your opinion about that? I'm a big fan of, you know, see it how it is. Don't see it worse than it is. Don't see it better than it is. You know, kind of see both sides of it. You know, protect yourself how you can. Um, but, you know, look, people, people say, oh, I don't want them having my data. But then you love it when your phone knows where you're going or who you're supposed to call, you know, using artificial intelligence or an ad that's tailored to you perfectly. And you go, oh, that's cool. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know. Um, we don't want tech to be so into our stuff. And, you know, we don't want our privacy gone. But yet we like the convenience. 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. And you can't you can't give it up once you've had it. It's like really hard to go backwards yourself. You know? Cuz you know habits habits um develop and then you can't give them up. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it becomes it just becomes part of your day-to-day life. Yeah, I, I I am a, a big advocate of having people try things out and letting go of this idea that um, they can hold on to their privacy because um, privacy, I think, is a, a fallacy. <laughs> right. But but um, anyway, um, I think it's incredible. So when's the next um, when, when's the next magazine coming out? Yeah, great question. So you can get you know we're in like all the Barnes and Nobles and micro centers and stuff like that. Obviously, you can get it online, um, all the digital platforms, but our next issue will be coming out in the fall. We just went to press with our summer, and it's going to be out there. And we've got a big focus on space for the uh, 50th anniversary of Apollo, um, you know, Apollo 11, and I'm a, I'm a big space nerd. So I think that's really cool, you know, that we're, we're getting back into the idea of space and exploration and things like that. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's an exciting time. Well, I got to interview um, uh, the director of the uh, new Apollo 11 from CNN, um, and and he was fascinating. Um, So that's a really great um, uh, documentary to check out um, if people haven't yet. But um, these are all exciting things. So where can people find out more about the magazine? What's the URL and other, um, you know, hashtags and ways to to follow you guys? Yeah, so uh, you can go to InnoTechToday.com. I-N-N-O-Tech-Today.com, and uh, follow us on social, the same uh, same tags. And then we've also got a couple of spinoffs. So if you're really into the residential tech, Tech-Today, Tech-Today, you know, that's all your Alexa and, and stuff like that. And um, then we've, you know, we're based in Colorado here. So we have, uh, um, we just launched a publication for the burgeoning, you know, cannabis and tech market. So it's cannabis. Oh, I'm so all over that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge, and there's a lot of tech in it. I know it sounds crazy, and your you know listeners are probably like, yeah, right, whatever. There's a lot of science and tech in, in the industry. Oh, and tons. So that's where cannabis tons. and tech is, yeah. That, that's actually a really, really great idea, because um, I went on a tour of a couple of uh, cannabis uh, distributors and growers um, in, in Colorado, and uh-huh. it's amazing like what they have to do just to a single plant to track it. Um, yeah you know, going through the ecosystem and all of that. So, so that's a really, that's really smart. RFID and yeah, Yeah. the sale, like there really is some cool stories there. It's not just the, you know, bongs and Doritos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Charles, I'm going to be hanging out with you some more. Um, We, (laughs) we have to wrap. Um, We've been talking to Charles Warner, who's the CEO of Innovative Properties Worldwide. He's the editor-in-chief of the award-winning publication Innovation and Tech Today, which is, I guess, dropping in the next month. Um, so check it out at newsstands and go online and check out where you can find it. Um, I'm, I'm actually excited now to dig into this this idea. You've re-excited me about this new wave of, of print. So thank you so much for, for joining us on the Tech Cat Show. Uh, anytime. It was a pleasure. And we'll be probably running into you at all the different tech shows that we go to um, as you endeavor to capture the latest that is happening um, in in this world of science, technology, and sustainability. So um, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And if you ever wanted to, uh, you know, contribute something to the publication, we'd love it. I'd uh, love to get your opinion and, uh, you know, a little department, a little column, something like that. That would be really cool. 
Oh, we're we're up for it. We're in there. You've heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. The tech cat on <laughs> innovation and tech today. <laughs> we're going there. All right. Thank you, everybody. Hopefully, we'll be talking to somebody as insightful and exciting as Charles next week when you join us again on the Tech Cat Show. Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 